Hey, do me a huge favor before you start this episode and please rate and review this show. By doing this simple task, it helps me rank higher on the podcast charts and helps me reach more entrepreneurs who are looking for free content like this. It will take you less than 30 seconds of your time. Thank you in advance, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Damon Burton is the SEO master, and he's crushing it with his company, SEO National. In part five of our interview, he talks about the power of setting expectations with your customers, how to use social proof to grow your business, how he gets his customer testimonials, and oh yeah, his website is completely dated and probably 10 years old. Listen up, episode five. So quick, uh, case studies. Like uh, We can see some case studies at your seonational.com, but mm-hmm. well, I initially had a question for you. I, I noticed on your case studies that you had numbers like, hey, we increased X by X and X by X. And my question is, oh, well, how do you tee up your customers to get that data? Or Mm -hmm. I guess you are in control of the data, so you have it. Or does that question make sense? Yeah. So the the data we can pull from Google Analytics, it'll show the traffic, things like that. And if they're e-commerce or the transaction occurs online, then we can look at transactional data too. Um, But at the very least, we can see traffic data. But what I had commented before we hit record is I don't use any of that. Like our, our website is the metaphorical redheaded stepchild. <laughs> um, like we don't, we don't do like if, if somebody's going to judge me by our website, which I don't blame them, but I've been fortunate enough, like I said, to build up a, a, a reputation of credibility. And so most people just come to me and go, I know what you do. Let's just get started. So we're at such a capacity of demand that we don't need our website. Um, I couldn't even tell you the last time we touched it. I don't even know what the last piece of content on there. Some of it is so old. It's cringy. Like, because <laughs> like if we go back 10 years, like some of the pages on there are probably 10 years old back when it was where I was hustling and, you know, trying to play the hypey game of typing up fluffy crap. Um, <laughs> like there's pages on there that just, that, that they physically make me cringe a little. So I'll tell you what we're going to do with it. And then we'll come back to the case study talk. Okay. Um, what we're going to do with it is, is I have, you've probably seen this in some of my posts where I have a, I have a full page in our contract that says, here are all the reasons not to hire us. And so I put it straight out there where it's like, look, you are hiring an agency, not an employee. Don't tell us what to do. You are not going to get my cell phone number. Don't call me. You get the office number. It shuts off at five. We're not available on weekends. And so I just set the rules of engagement and the expectations. And it's not weird unless you make it weird. It's not weird unless you set those expectations. And if anything, I get more compliments than I get negative feedback. And we talked earlier, the only people I get negative feedback from are the people that it was intended to filter out. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take that contract and that is going to become our website. That contract of don't hire us is going to become our homepage. Because what happens is it filters out all the dramatic needy people and then all the people that are at the high level that I want go, holy shit, this guy knows what he's talking about and nothing's getting in his way. So I want him. Love so it. we don't do anything with our case studies, but I can tell you what we are going to do with our case studies. Yeah, tell me. There we go. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so what you can do with case studies, you can do a lot of things. Um, 
what I currently use them for is, is social proof. So if you go through some of my content on LinkedIn and Facebook, you'll see that that one in 10, I'll publish something where it's like, here's the increase in traffic, here's the increase in reach, here's the increase in sales. So you can use it as social proof and you can share the story behind it. Like one of my favorite ones is one of the mom and pops that started with us. Like we still have half a dozen clients from 15 years ago, from year one with us. Every month for 15 years, we've been building them. And so I can take these stories and go, look, this client started doing $80,000 a year. Now they do $1.2 million a month. Like that's a pretty cool story. And I can show that in a screenshot of a case study or, or the data that you talked about. And so I can, I can share the story because the story is what sells people because they go, that business was once where I am and now they are where I want to be. And so if you can share that in a story, like I'll, I'll just take a simple screenshot, but then I'll tell the story with it. So you can do that with social proof. Um, what else you can do is you can use it for um, paid ads. So what we're going to start doing with case studies and, and actually testimonial videos, before we hit record, we talked about different ways you can do videos, you can automate them, but then you also mentioned there's value to have the one-on-one of somebody directing it. So I actually have probably, I'm probably nearing about three dozen videos where I've flown a videographer literally around the world to go to my individual clients and record in person. And, you know, why did you hire SEO National? What's the before and after? What made you decide to choose them? What's happened with your life and business and personal since you've hired them? And I haven't published any of them. I haven't published them because like I said before, I'm I'm busy enough that I have the demand that I haven't needed to yet. But what we're going to do is run those as ads. So we can have um, the guy that does, let's say I have a, let's say I have a client in automotive retail. Well, then I can run a paid ad to an audience targeted targeted at automotive retailers or just e-com in general. So then I can tailor the type of ads to the type of audience that would resonate with that. So then one of the other testimonials is a B2B client. They do consulting um, in a certain marketplace. So then I can run that ad to an audience that can relate to B2B marketplaces. So you can segment your testimonials and run them as ads against a targeted audience. And then likewise, you can run them as retargeting. So if they come to your website and if you have a, like for me, if I have a page, it's like we do automotive SEO, then I can pixel that page to rerun the testimonial of the automotive guy only against people that touch that page and run a different testimonial for a different service for the people that touched only that service page. So there's a lot that you can do with them. That's amazing. I love it. Love that uh, strategy. And again, everybody um, follow Damon on LinkedIn at uh, forward slash Damon Burton. I was going to say, don't go to SEO national. Yeah. <laughs> or <you> SEO nation. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, uh, facebook.com forward slash Damon dot Burton. And then uh, the, the, the get the book out rank. Um, and, uh, that's at, uh, free, tell me that free, one again, free seobook.com. Before we hit record, I was talking about how course creators that, uh, maybe have a $97 course or so they're, they're selling courses in mass, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I guess that might be a good way to say it. Um, but depending on the interaction that they have, uh, or the relationship they have with their customers the process can be, um, uh, uh, how was I saying it? Uh, 
like it can be harder to get someone ultimately mm-hmm. on film getting them through that steps if there's low uh relationship value yeah so it's it's basically about a setting expectations and b systematizing it so um whether you have more intimate relationships like my agency does with the clients or like you said somebody that's that has less touch points um if you set the expectations then it then it makes the the conversion easier and it's just like the thing i was saying where we have in our contract reasons not to hire us like if if somebody if i didn't put that in there and then later somebody said hey what's your cell phone i want to text you then that would be weird because then i have to go uh 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 i uh i don't give that out but i've already proactively made that inaccessible so in our contract it says that in our welcome kit we send out a bunch of things but we also print that in there and it's like can't have cell phone number um and then in the follow-up emails a, a couple weeks later it's like hey by now we should have accomplished x y and z by the way here's the rules of engagement so we've people learn different things some people call it left brain right brain kind of thing and so fit, fit, find out different ways that you can communicate the same thing communicate the same thing but in different ways so one could be email one could be print one could be on a phone call zoom whatever but it's really basically just setting expectations. And so if you have a low touch point engagement, then do it through nurturing. You know, you had a great example before we hit record where it's like, um, you know, maybe at the second email, um, let's say you sell a software and you never personally talk to your customer. Well, that software is going to have an onboarding process, um, whether that's through emails or through the platform itself, have maybe the second touch point be like, hey, by the way, our clients, you know, here's here's these raving circumstances. Would you like to participate? You know, a big thing that I do, we have a real high success rate of getting these people, uh, getting our clients on board for video testimonial. Now, if you think about the amount of things we have to coordinate to make that happen, one is they're out of state, most of them. Two is they have to fly a guy to them. Three is they have to make that guy's schedule match their schedule. Four, I have to get the transportation arranged. Five, I have to get the client to commit to not having something to do for an hour and all my clients are busy. That's a lot. And we have a really high success rate. But the reason why is because I set expectations and then I also make it partly about them. And so when I, I'll walk you through our process and it's really simple. I just send a single email, but, but the email is structured very intentionally. The subject line is favor reasonable question mark. And here's why those two words. One is I asked them for a favor. It's in our human nature to want to help other people. And then the word reasonable, the only thing you could do opposite of that is unreasonable. And unreasonable doesn't make sense to people. So can I help you? Is that reasonable? That's a really compelling ask. So that's usually going to get the people to open it or or really pay attention to what the ask is. Then inside, I'd be relatable. And it's like, you know, hey, Misha, really excited about the things we've accomplished. Would you mind sharing your overwhelming charm on video, right? Give them a little compliment and make it a little bit about them. And then and then I set the expectations too, where it's like, I'm not asking for anything specific. So no, you don't have to over plan. No, you don't have to get ready. And I tell them why I say the more candid, the more compelling. So now they don't have to overthink this. It relieves a little bit of that stress. And then I close the email Right. Well, in the middle of the email, I say, you know, here's my videographer and I CC him on the email and I say, here's a link to a couple dozen videos he's done for us. So they, they'll send him a Dropbox link so they can actually see the high quality production of them that they want to be able to associate themselves with. And then at the end, I make it about them. I say, by the way, 
you know, this will add to your credibility too, because we're going to feature it on our website or in ads or on social media or whatever you're going to do for it. So there's a part uh, of all of us in human nature that A, likes to help people, and then B, we like to talk about ourselves. So why wouldn't they want a high production asset about them? So um, I would say we probably have an 80% success rate, if I had to guess, on getting people um, to coordinate all those miraculous connections to get somebody physically in their office and take a time out to record a video. Um, but it just comes back to what we talked about setting expectations. That's amazing. I, I think we've covered everything. I'm, I want to, I want to give you more than the last split second to have to rush to, 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 to get your, uh, a daughter from school mm -hmm. or, or kids from school. So, um, I think this is a great place to end. I think we covered it all, Damon. Is there anything that you would feel remiss that you didn't say if we had stopped right now and you're like, oh, I wish I'd have said? No, I, I, one thing that sometimes I close out with, and we could probably just wrap it up with this, is um, a lot of times we overcomplicate entrepreneurship. Um, and depending on where you are in your journey, whether you are um, starting from scratch or starting a new chapter um th this is super cliche but really success boils down to a starting and b not stopping so th there's a great quote and I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna be frustrated with myself by not remembering who said it but it's um I, uh oh gosh now i know who it is um that will have having a total brain part but the quote was um you know, losing is basically losing is not an option unless you stop. It's the freak Alex Ramosi. Um, So Alex Ramosi has a great quote along those lines. And that's, it really is that simple. I mean, I'm not saying it's easy, but it, but it's that simple that um, you really can't lose unless you stop. That's amazing. I needed to hear that. Thank you very much. Um, I'm going to hit stop on the record and uh, then we'll say goodbye offline. But first, again, everybody go check out Damon's stuff at uh, at LinkedIn.com. It's forward slash Damon Burton. No dots. You can find him on Facebook at Damon.Burton. Uh, get his book, freeseobook.com. Um, your blog, DamonBurton.com. And then skeptic skeptically go to SEONation.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you just go to DamonBurton.com, it has all those links. Okay, fantastic. I'm going to hit stop and then uh, we'll say goodbye offline. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Table Rush Talk Show. For resources to help you sell your stuff, go to B-E-L-O-V-E dot media forward slash resources. That's B-Love dot media forward slash resources. And be sure to subscribe, comment, five-star, and share. Thank you again for listening.